0: Let us introduce you to a healing witch in a two part interview with Corinna Taylor gagaudis nurse, live music superfan, expert camper, traveler, and lifesaver of an abandoned pug. You're going to want to be besties with KT. And now, Shelly and Lisa.
1: Hi, everybody! Welcome to another episode of Good Witch, Bad Witch. Yes. Yay! It is Witchy Wednesday, and we are so excited because we have somebody in our studio, live and in person, that we've been wanting to get on to our show for quite some time. We've
0: been wanting to get on her or get her on our show.
1: We've been both. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, if there's yes. two for one. Two, two for, yeah. right?
0: yeah that's right cool
1: so uh, thank you for joining us um i'd like to introduce you to the good witch shelley majors hi there the <laughs> wow man, Woo! that's really high <laughs> yeah. the man witch daryl brown how you
0: doing y'all it's
1: and back. this is our bad witch lisa Pavage
2: brown corinne <laughs> monomata Mon- yes. yeah I'd
1: remember that and they will be uh facts facts nice. right nice. Yeah. <laughs> so our guest we can describe her many ways
0: Oh yeah.
1: Um, let's let's describe her. I'm going to start with let's just go with one word descriptions. Okay. Okay. I'm going to start with survivor.
0: Ooh,
2: perfect. Uh, genuine.
0: Ooh, I like that. Uh, sparkling, courageous.
1: That's two That's words.
0: That's two words.
2: But why is he I, I can the rules? I
0: do Because I'm the main witch. <laughs> no, no. <one laughs> word. Okay, courageous.
1: Bombshell. Sparkling.
2: I took his word. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. um What's vivacious? Vivacious is good. Very good. And appropriate. Oh.
2: Nurse. Yeah. Hilarious.
0: Great friend. Brent.
1: God damn it, Daryl. Stop it. <laughs> this is what... Start over. He had one job. One job. One word. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you never know me. I'm not a one word kind of guy. Well, okay. Okay. well it we gave her quite a buildup.
1: Yeah. And I'm going to say the last thing, intelligent. Yes. And stuff. There's so many more words that we can use, but let's mm-hmm. just use her name, which are several as well. <laughs> Kay Taylor Gagaudis. Woo! <laughs> but... We know it's Corinna. Yes. And we're probably three of the last people to actually call her <laughs> Corinna. So if you've heard us talk to, about her on the show before, um, she's our friend Corinna that lives in Las Vegas. There's so, so many interesting stories that she has. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll actually even go into um, what the name, why the name changed. Sure. Um, but... Um, she, you'll either hear, you'll probably hear us call her Corinna, but mm. she also goes by Taylor. So, I mean, that's yep. what
2: most people know her And as. we're delighted to have both of your personalities in yeah, the yeah. studio. We'll just call her Sybil. <laughs> yes, anytime you're in our state, we're, we, we feel your presence. Yeah,
1: she's not here yet, but, um, no. <laughs> she'll be here in a minute. She'll yeah, be here in just a minute. She's up in the she's green room. In the, yes, in the
2: in green room with all the M&Ms. Yeah. That's <laughs> right.
0: Yes, <laughs> hanging out with David Lee Roth. <laughs> yeah, and the
1: box wine, because she's be fucking classy. So oh, yeah. I just wanted to talk about how I met her. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then... Because you're the origin story. I am. I'm the origin hmm. of everybody's story. That I'm just, is I think that everybody definitely. should give me a little bit more mm. props for bringing all together. Mm-hmm. I don't think that I get enough props for you know all of this, but... Sometimes you seriously yeah, are
0: the Kevin props. Bacon of our... I are, am. Our I our am. Really
1: I'm six six of Lisa, Lisa Brown. Lisa Brown. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. So <laughs> I <laughs> I was either I'm thinking I was 19 or 20 because I think that Corinna was 21. I think she was already able to drink and I think that I don't. So we were 19, 20, 21, but I'm pretty sure she was 21 or almost turning 21. Anyways, she came into the nail salon that I was working at, which was Sue's Classic Nails. Um, Sue is um, no longer around. Well, no, <laughs> she's a, she's an evil, evil woman, and we could get into that in in another episode. But she always made me feel Sue always made me feel like I was lesser of a person than anybody, and Corinna was actually the first person who I did her nails who returned. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> so she was my first returning oh, thank God. acrylic client. Nice. Wow. And I remember talking to her for the first time and, um, We clicked. I mean, Mm -hmm. we genuinely clicked the first second I did her nails, and I just knew that I wanted to be friends with her. And the thing was, I was racking my brain about it this morning while I was also trying to come up with a, a name for this episode. Okay, yeah. And I can't remember how I introduced her... I remember the day so great yeah. Okay, so you yes. take the reins from there I remember the day and I don't remember much but uh, that day
2: um, so Lisa parted ways with Sue who was <laughs> at See You Next Tuesday mm-hmm. and she was doing nails out of her house and I was at her house I think you were giving me a manicure also I think we all had acrylics at the time and um, so anyway, didn't? <laughs> yeah, didn't yeah I mean we all had the talons and all of yeah. that but anyway I think you had just done my nails or we were hanging out regardless in Arvada And she came, and before uh, Corinna came to the house, you're like, I'm really excited for you to meet my new friend, and uh, she's really cool, and she's very interesting, and all this stuff. And I'm like, well... She's probably not as cool as me, but me, whatever.
1: <laughs> and how do you and, have yeah, more just, friends?
2: Just a grain of salt. I was never jealous or possessive of Lisa's friendship. I figure the more, the merrier. But anyway, uh, I think that we clicked immediately, too. But I remember kind of the autumn tones of the couch and everything. It was, in my mind, you exaggerate things, but I was sober. And it was um, <laughs> a very pivotal moment in, in all of our friendships, you know, because all of us had gone to school together. And you were came to us as a friend, as an adult, from another place like far away Littleton
1: and uh, <laughs> she was quite exotic really yes, she was so. But, and she went to a girls private school yes,
2: ah! but we had so much to talk about and you were so um, unpretentious and interesting and intelligent and hilarious and uh, then I don't know where the transition happened but uh, you, Lisa introduced her to all of your friends and we started going to Lake Powell together and going on trips and concerts and all the other stuff so anyway um, sorry we didn't give you enough credit Lisa but mm-hmm. Um, thank it's you okay. for sharing her with the rest of us. Yeah, it's so you're cool. welcome. Now
0: she talks like she's in the room. I
2: keep yeah, doing it. Right? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's not yeah. Like
1: sh- yeah, I mean, we have a blowout I, like, I feel like
0: I feel Corinna's just sitting right across from me. She lives
1: in Las Vegas now, but we all have our own little Corinna doll. Yeah, we do. That we carry I around. I got a Corinna tattoo. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just a yet, thing. they no, dared me awesome. to
2: not fuck it up at the beginning. <laughs> and yeah, here, here we are.
1: Yeah. So um, we um, that's how we all met, and then she went on to work with Shelley a little bit later which i guess we'll go yeah. into that sure. probably too that so many. i met her
0: through through you of course yeah. and at the salon and stuff like that
2: yeah mm-hmm.
1: so and when you say that you met her at my house yes. you mean my parents yes yeah it was your parents' yeah mama house papa yeah, sister. Yeah, good point. yeah it was a mama papa sister house specifically she lived so at, it was
0: a fried house it <laughs> was
1: So when we come back, we will be talking to our friend, Corinna, and I'm so, so excited for everybody to hear all these amazing, crazy, and wonderful stories that she has to tell. You guys are in for a treat. Yeah.
0: It's going to be perfect. All right. We'll be right back.
2: Welcome back, which is we are so supremely delighted to share the talents and beauty and wit and intellect of our very, very dear friend. But you can call her BFF, There's more than one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's um, got she's a lady of many around. names. That's right. But
0: did you guys notice when she walked in how much brighter it got in here? Aww. Oh my gosh, yeah, that Sunshine. just happened. A <laughs> exactly. Every time this girl's around <laughs> Just,
2: well, one of oh. the words I used was genuine and seriously, she looks like she's 17 years old without makeup. Big old blue eyes, we call them the Malamutes. Uh, or I do. That's a new thing <laughs> that you guys need to get on board with. But uh, yeah, just a beautiful, healthy, surf-related bit. We've got a lot of ground to cover. Lots. So we, do, yeah. we're cool uh, asking you some questions. Anything you want, I'm an you, open book.
3: That's what you said.
2: Yes. Okay, I want to lick your pages. Do it. <laughs> so
3: <laughs> Do it. Get into the meat, the girthy meat. Girthy meat. Girthy meat. The juicy, salty Arr. meat.
1: So when I Said that I had met Karina. Was were you twenty or twenty-one?
3: Uh, I want to say I was nineteen or twenty because when I when you introduced me to Shelly, she recommended that I go to the bartending school she had gone to. Oh, okay. And, and at that point in time, I was. I had just turned 21. So I think Is we that when that I was, was actually 20. We went to bartending school. Yeah. We did.
2: Was oh, yeah. that the we that had was
3: speed rounds. I forgot about that. Yeah, we totally did. That, uh-huh. That's how I got the job working at Cheerleaders with you. Yes. So, I thought it was because of your beautiful rack.
1: Oh, well, well that too.
3: I mean, I wasn't a stripper then. Yeah. Well, I was a bartender then. <laughs> right. So, so, so let's, musical go, musical let's back
1: up then. Okay. So, when I met her, the first thing she told me is that she was going to CSU uh-huh. medical school. Pre med. She, she pre-med. was pre med, mm-hmm. going to become a doctor. Yep. Um, but your parents had just gotten divorced. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Oh. You
3: know what? Boom. So I was nineteen. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. And
1: her dad had promised that he was going to pay for med school, but he totally bowed out. Close. So can okay. I interrupt? Yes. Mm. No. I'm so, Sorry. Let me tell the story. Let me tell the story. <laughs> tell yourself the back the way,
3: You know what? Tell the story about <laughs> the way you remember. it. It's cool. It might
2: be a better story. What's <laughs> the opposite of autobiographical? <laughs> Lisa Graf. Lisa, not Lisa af-
0: After you're done, can you tell me my story? Because I think you might.
2: I love it. How did her parents divorce, (laughs) (laughs) Lise? Spill the beans. I love it. I love it. It Uh, was a
3: a pivotal turning point in my life. No, it was actually a huge uh, turning point in my life. So. Um, I was an honor student in high school. I went to an all-girls Catholic private high school, so I was very nerdy. Yes, which explains a lot. Sure does, Brittany. A lot about what happened. Yes, (laughs) later, Uh, and I had been advanced a couple grades, so I was actually the youngest person in my class. Which is not everyone thinks. Oh, that's so great. No, actually, it sucked. Because people could drive, had their driver's licenses, mm-hmm. all this stuff. I couldn't. And I lived in Lakewood, and my school was, like, way on the other side of town. So, like, I couldn't hang out with anyone no. I went to school with or any of that stuff. So, you had to so, be smart. Yeah, well, I wasn't. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, when she I went to, to college, I was one of the youngest people in my class. And also, time. to interrupt, we're both late September babies. So, right. that put us behind. Also uh, yes. We were oh, We, we would have been younger in our regular grades. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So, when my parents got divorced, I went and asked for, I was a pre-med honor student, and I went and asked for financial aid. And they basically kind of laughed at me mm-hmm. because my, my father made so much money that I didn't qualify for any financial aid at all, even though he wasn't giving me a dime. And he had said he would pay for half. A college, not med school, but college. Yeah, Mm -hmm. He said, you pay for half and I'll pay for half. And I was like, great, because I got all these scholarships and stuff. And I'm like, that counts towards my half. Mm -hmm. And so I couldn't get any money. And so I panicked. Like, what do I do? I'm halfway through a semester. I've already taken midterms, all these things. I couldn't get any money. And that was when...
1: Yeah, so she mm-hmm. became—I became a stripper. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: and there's I, nothing wrong with that. No, it's really I, one of the I, hardest I, I, jobs I've ever seen. It was actually really weird. The guy that I was dating at the time, his best friend, I, and they didn't talk about it. I didn't know, but his best friend's wife was a stripper, and I was completely unaware. And seriously, coming from an all-girls Catholic private high school, not even a joke. I was so naive and so sweet, and just didn't know anything for anything. Had never been in a strip club, like didn't know anything about it. It was before the Motley crew hit, it was before girls, girls, girls. Like none of that stuff was was a thing. Right. So one night he's like, hey, let's, you know, go to this bar and check it out. I'm like, okay. And so we went with a bunch of our friends and I'm like, wait, what is
1: this? Mm-hmm. And then
3: I see his buddy's wife come out on stage and I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> and wow. they kept and we just started hanging out there every weekend until I kind of got comfortable with it. And then they were like, these are all college students. Mm-hmm would you consider doing this? I'm like, no, I could never. Oh my gosh, no. And then one night the girls got me super drunk and they took me in the back room in the dressing room and they're like oh my god you'd be so pretty Can I do your makeup oh can i do your hair oh my god you know it'd be hilarious you should put this dress on i'm like oh, okay that looks like fun and then they shoved me out on stage and played unskinny bop and cherry pie and i was like oh is this what you want okay and so i danced around very un unsexily i guarantee it <laughs> and walked off the stage with like over three hundred dollars, right? Like, oh, I can, I can pay for school this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like in the early nineties. Yeah, no, yeah, it, that's and a lot of money.
0: It's yeah. funny too because I worked in the industry, mm-hmm. you know, and and most of the girls that were strippers at my club, the same thing. They were, you know, going to school, yeah. and that was an easy, you know, I guess yeah. not an easy way to make money, but you know, if you were. Some of the other girls were just there to get snack money, I think,
3: because <laughs>
1: yeah. it was, the big, big Well, girl. and it did. It worked really well for <laughs> students because it, yes. you could work no, around your class schedule yeah, and yes. the
3: managers, actually, at the clubs were really cool. They would let, let us come in for You could have a day, have a day yeah, shift or a night shift, shift whatever yeah. shift, night shift, whatever exactly. you wanted. Bring your and books. Be, yeah, because we were all college students, mm-hmm. we actually did have a desk in the back where yeah. if you had to study, you could. Mm-hmm. No, that's So awesome. in the weirdest of ways, it was super conducive to... The college students. Mm-hmm. And, and I am in no way saying that stereotypes don't exist for a reason. They do. Mm-hmm. So there was plenty of drugs, and there was plenty of things <laughs> happening under the table and private dances. Mm-hmm. But most of us were truly there just to be students and pay our way through school. So it was actually really great, and it helped me gain a lot of confidence in myself. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I... Not that I ever necessarily wasn't so committing. You you know, yeah. You Untap your sexuality yeah. or
1: your yeah. sensuality a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. And it then right. at some point you I remember and again this is more than five years ago. This is least the <laughs> Tell Lisa biography. Yes. <laughs> but no I mean, it's been a little while since all this happened. But I do remember you wanting to Kind of bolts your way through because the pre med thing you we were like you know I knew you wanted to be a doctor but you kind of wanted to start making money and getting your career going and so you ended up going the fast track nursing school at Regis University yes and I it just and was that because of that was that uh, the reasoning it, it's still tied in.
3: Because I was younger when I graduated, I still really couldn't, uh, still couldn't really get any financial aid for med school. Okay. So, one of my advisors recommended that I do a fast track since I already had a bachelor's degree. He's like, you can actually get your nursing degree in two years or a year and a half instead of four years because you already have all this pre-med stuff. So, why don't you become a nurse? And then you can kind of work your way up and do whatever. And I was like, that's genius. Yeah, let's do that. And (laughs) I
1: remember them telling you, don't, you can't work. There's right, no right. way it is way mm-hmm. this this program is too hard. You are it's it's four years and a year and a half. Mm-hmm. You're gonna it's gonna kick your ass. And if I'm not mistaken, not only did you <laughs> not did you not you work did you not not work? Not, <laughs> not, not only work. did you not. Take their advice and you worked, you had like two jobs. I did. Yes. Yeah. She so had two month. jobs. I got
0: two jobs month. I she was two Jamaican. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you have glasses? Uh, have you I got... did not have glasses. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> but okay. Anyways. inside, inside joke inside glasses are hilarious. I'll <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> explain it to you later. Yeah. it's a cocktail conversation You're right. Oh,
0: um, <laughs> let me put mine on. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. oh those are nice. nice glasses. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, how yeah, would I you describe those glasses, Shelly? They
2: they make me want you to be my master. I don't know.
1: And <laughs> and I, I don't know what it. it's that's okay yeah sorry yeah so um you were working two jobs yes. plus going to the fast track nursing mm-hmm. school yeah okay and then when she graduated nursing school uh, I actually uh, took a
3: couple years off because mm-hmm. at that point I was so exhausted um and fast forward our friend Colleen worked in a private pediatric clinic as their um office manager mm-hmm. and said hey you're a nurse aren't you and it was one of our christmas mm-hmm. parties yeah and i said yeah i am but i've just been taking some time off because i went so hardcore to school and i'm just so beat up and she said we oh we need oh, a nurse fine. i said oh, all right So I went in and and talked. It was a very small clinic. It was all women. It was five female doctors and five, well, four female nurses. They needed a fifth. And Colleen was the office manager. And then we had three front desk girls. And that was my first job, working in a general pediatric clinic as a nurse. Yeah. That's cool. How long did that go for?
1: Uh,
3: I did that for about a year and a half. Unfortunately, they got bought out by a bigger company. And some of our clients, because it was a pediatric clinic, some of our clients... The parents were nurses at Children's Hospital of Denver, where my mom also worked. And they said, oh, we work in the NICU, and you'd be great with that, because you're great with kids, so why don't you come work at our NICU? And I said,
1: okay. And ever <laughs> since
3: then, you've always done NICU, right? Uh, so I did NICU until I went to Hawaii. And okay. then Hawaii. when I was in Hawaii in the NICU, they tapped me and said, we feel like you do an amazing job on the transport team. We've, see how, we've seen how you are with the parents and the families, and would you be interested in expanding and becoming... Like on our transport team and doing pediatrics as well. Okay. So I've
1: always done kids. Okay. So I want to I want to get back to um, Hawaii in just sure. a second, but so you you were a nurse and then you went to the um, Children's Hospital. Yes. And then you decided you wanted to become a traveling nurse.
3: I sat there. It's really strange. I still remember the conversation. I was in the staff lounge sitting with two of the older, and they weren't old, but older nurses, more (laughs) experienced nurses, and they were talking about these travels that they had done, and they'd lived in the Virgin Islands, and they'd lived in Florida, and they'd done all these things, and I went, that's so
1: yeah, that's like, right up your alley. Yeah. Well, then you've always had yeah. a thing for the ocean. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. You, you guys, I mean, you and I'm the ocean, water. Yeah, yeah, I'm a Very bear. Bear. Come, which, which was weird growing up in Colorado. But
3: right. Yeah, I, 100%, 100% landlocked. have loved the water, yeah. yeah. And so I was like, wow, that's amazing. How have you guys done all this stuff? And they're like, oh, we did travel nursing. I said, what's that? So they explained it to me, and I thought, well, I need to do that. So I, after working in the NICU for two years, I applied, and... One of our other friends, Gina, who worked with us at Cheerleaders at the time, um, had moved to Florida. And I thought, well, I want to go be near her because she was sick. Mm-hmm. And so I applied for a travel nursing job and said, I want to be on the beach in Florida. And they said, great. And so that was my first travel nursing job, was a Nikki great. job at, uh, at Baptist Hospital in Miami.
2: And how it, long was that program? Sorry, Lisa. No, you're fine. I was just wondering how long it took you to get qualified for that because you had to like learn yeah. how to do certain things in a helicopter so, instead of an ambulance uh, no, and all that the wasn't no that was transport that was just NICU. that's
3: different just, NICU. just yeah okay. so that's a travel nurse not a transport nurse oh yeah okay see yeah. i didn't know the difference no, very, <laughs> okay yeah, there you go so yeah so i was still a nicu nurse specifically but as a travel nurse you get to go to different hospitals and work like six month contracts sometimes nine month contracts oh, okay so you help fill in when they have a staffing shortage okay
1: yeah so again if memory serves you like went from florida to Colorado, back to Florida, to California. Yeah, so the contracts that I worked
3: were three
1: to six months.
3: So I would work a contract, then at the end of my contract I would come back to Colorado to hang out with my friends and family for Mm -hmm. a while. And then go do another contract. So my first couple were in, my first, sorry, my dog is snoring. <laughs> my dog's in my lap snoring. I <laughs> somebody's my dog. I the same thing. <laughs> that's not Daryl farting. That's no, not Daryl farting. That's not Daryl farding Yeah, no, that's eyeballs No, that's snoring. eyeballs.
0: Yeah. Uh, we have eyeballs as our guest today, yeah. too, guys. So yeah. that's awesome. Yeah.
3: Uh, so yeah, so i go back and forth. And then, yeah, I just said I want to be in places with all beaches. So I kind of did a bunch of hospitals in Florida and then went to California for a while and then ended up in
1: Hawaii. So let's talk about Hawaii, which I uh, – this has been – I know uh, – uh, Wow, uh, he like, really snores. <laughs> That's God. how
0: exciting our
2: Are damn show new? is. <laughs> yes.
1: Wow. He's like, I've heard it. Yeah, I've yeah. been there, done this. So th- this is a touchy subject, but I know it's um, – It's something that I'd like to know more about because I've only, I haven't ever heard it firsthand. I've only read the things that you've written about it and stuff. So when she went to Hawaii, she became a transport Mm -hmm. on um, a a helicopter. Uh, So
3: transport. And for those people that don't know, so a transport nurse, generically, if you think flight for life, right? Like that's what we okay. do, but I only did it with kids. So oh, okay. 18 and under. Mm-hmm. So we would either ambulance, helicopter, or medical fixed-wing plane, whatever the best way to get to where we were going. So in Hawaii, there was a lot on helicopters and in planes, because you have seven Islands to go to. Right. Okay. To pick up kids and bring them back to Oahu because that's where the big children's hospital was. So that's the difference. A travel nurse can go all over the country and be in any specialty, but you have to have worked in your specialty for a couple of years so that you can mm. walk in and you don't need training. Right. You just need to know like their code, their computer systems, right. whatever, but you can walk in and fully take care of that type of patient. Mm. For me, it was NICU babies. For other people, it's, you know, geriatrics or surgery or like whatever your specialty happens to be so that's a travel nurse a transport nurse goes and gets people who are critically ill and moves them from one place to another wherever they need to be so if it's a stroke hospital or a transplant hospital or like for us being on oahu we're a rock in the mm-hmm. middle of the ocean, mm-hmm. so we would need to bring our kids to San Diego all the time for cardiac surgery, oh. like that kind of thing. Oh, interesting. Yeah, cool. thank you for clarifying yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because it is, it's very confusing terminology, and if you're not in it, why would you know?
1: And um, how long were you in Hawaii before you that you weren't?
3: Uh, I lived there for five years. Okay, so you
1: you were... And you didn't start out as the trans... No, I I went over there as a travel nurse, Mm -hmm. which is why it gets confusing. So I Mm -hmm. went there as a travel nurse. They hired
3: me. They said, we want you to stay. I said, Mm -hmm. great. I love it. Absolutely. This this is where I want to spend the rest of my life. I'm done. Like, yes, let's be here. So they hired me in the NICU to work as staff permanently there. Got it. And I was thrilled. And then after I'd been there for not too long, about a year and a half... Um, and it, you know, it's a small island, it's a small mm-hmm. hospital, you get to know everybody. So, I knew all the transport nurses and I loved them and they were amazing and I just respected them all so much and they were so smart and so awesome. And every time they walked in the door, you're like, oh, they're here tonight. So, no matter what bad things happen, they've got my bed. Like, nice. I love to comfort. Yeah. Nice. And nice. they said, they were the ones that came to me mm-hmm. and said, hey, one of our girls is leaving, they're moving to the mainland would you be interested in doing this? And I was like, dealing with kids that can talk back to me. Like, <laughs> Not like us? Yeah. I'm like, mm, if they're bigger than six months, I don't know what to do with them. Mm-hmm. And they said, no, we'll train you and we'll have you work in the PICU and, and you know, you're, you'll be comfortable before you go out on your own. Um, so yeah. So I was just like, well, if you guys think I would do a good job. So then I had to go work in the PICU for a while and do bigger kids and, yeah, it was mind blowing. Did you for, have
1: any reservations because of the flying? Because I don't like heights and no. I don't. You, that doesn't scare you. No, nope.
3: um, no fear of heights. Not mm-hmm. claustrophobic. None of those things. Oh, and wow. but you still had to do that. Like that was one of the things they did the first week that you were in, like in training was take you on the plane and take kind you on the helicopter. Yeah, just to make yeah,
0: sure.
1: Just to make sure. So like if you oh, jumped cool. and so cool. went under the seat and right. cried and then, sucked your tongue you were out. Probably not, yeah.
3: yeah. Well, okay, shouldn't you're probably shouldn't be taking care of a critical we're gonna send child, to the child <laughs> if you're yeah. throwing up So i Yeah, you're You're out. Just that's fine.
1: And the fact that I'm not a nurse and all that stuff. You know, whatever. But it's definitely the
3: fact that you would crawl under the seat. you
2: told me when you were going to school and we were bartending together at Cheerleaders that everybody has their one thing that grosses them out. Was
3: yours feet? No, mine was vomit. Vomit. Mm. That's why I'm Oh, okay. you're not a vomit girl. Yeah. Oh. Uh, uh. And babies puke a lot. But babies are different. It's just a, like a little bit. milky puke. It's not yeah. like, yeah, totally, yeah. yeah. It's, it's just like they look at you and, and go, yeah. And they're yeah. done. Yeah, they're With good. adults, it's that like, whole, like, bleh. dry heaving yeah. and all <laughs> that stuff. Nice, we
0: They've been
2: eating hot dogs for 30 years. Shelly's favorite. Yeah.
0: Yes. So I think we nice. should take a little break. Okay. You know, everybody get a little something to drink this and that. And we'll come back. And we're going to go... Part,
2: Part two. two. Part two d- This Part is going to be a long three. episode, Eight.
0: folks, yes. so so hang with us. Okay. Hmm.
1: Hey, everyone, welcome back. We are here with Taylor Gidkoudis, who Ooh. we also is it Kay call. Kate Taylor? Kate Taylor. Taylor. Did you drop the K? Okay, so Scandals. it's K. Period. Taylor Gigados. Yeah, in a lot of places. Yeah. Okay, so let's <laughs> d- let's since we're just I'm, we're gonna go back to Hawaii. Okay, <laughs> let's all go to Hawaii. Let's all go to Hawaii. Yeah, that yes, great stuff, But in. let's talk about why you decided to change your name. Uh, all okay, right. So,
3: flash way back to when I first started stripping up in Fort Collins, and there was a girl working there whose stage name was Taylor, and she was just this remarkably beautiful incredible sweet kind smart whole nine yards and she took me there was a couple girls and she was one of them that took me under her wing and was like let me teach you how this works and how to stay classy my friends Mm -hmm. and you know what i mean like this is a weird thing to be in and i understand that this is new to you so let me show you some of the moves show you how to dance on like the pole and and how you make that happen and so she would come in with me and we would practice together and that sort of stuff. So when I went from Fort Collins to the Diamond Cabaret in Denver, they said, what's your dancer name? And I went, uh, Ta- Taylor? I don't know. like, Because she was just incredible. Mm-hmm. And at the time, my, my dancer name was Bangles. Because oh, really? no because I had that arm full of bracelets on because yes. it was the 80s and that's what you did <laughs> yeah so they're like you, you can't be bangles and I said well do you Next have a tailor up is bangles. and
1: bangles <laughs> yeah
3: and they said they said because bangles was a nightclub nec- uh-huh. like right down yeah, the street right, basically yeah, right so they're like me. yeah you can't use bangles and I said okay <laughs> so I said do you have a tailor and they said no and I went well I'm going to pay homage to this gorgeous stunning amazing woman who helped me do all this stuff. And then, didn't really think about the fact that, because again, new to the whole business and how things worked, so bands would come into the bar, and people would come into the bar, dudes, and then you would go to 1082 and go dancing or go see a show or whatever, and there were a lot of the same people. So mm-hmm. they would come into the, the strip club and see me as Taylor, and then outside at a normal bar, be like, Taylor, what's up? And I thought, oh, right. That's why I am. Yes. ego. So, yeah. So it, it just became one of those things where I had been in the bar as the years went by. And we were, you know, I was in the bar for so long and then went from being a dancer to being a bartender. And at that point in time, I wasn't going to change because a lot of the dudes coming in knew me from dancing at Diamonds and Shotguns. Right. And then they were coming into cheerleaders. And so they already knew me as Taylor. Right. So mm-hmm. I certainly wasn't going to change anything at that point in time. So then I actually went and had my name legally changed mm-hmm. and made it. My part of my middle name, Perfect. so that's cool. Yeah, much to my you. much to my mom's chagrin. I yes. love getting to use chagrin. chagrin. Let's throw it in every episode. Ch- I
1: think we should. Hey, Lisa, oh, yeah.
0: does it, you have a chagrin? L y s a. Yeah, Lisa?
1: I changed. the spelling of my name. Yes. and stuff to my mother's chagrin. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. There's yeah. something about just your mom. It's like I gave you this, yes. and yeah, I get it but get over it no just and try
3: try growing up with a name like Corinna Gidgoudis yeah like you would see see the the teachers reading the names and they'd be like Mary Galegos oh Uh, shit Katrina (laughs) <laughs> and i'm like yeah whatever i'm here yeah so right. my whole life having to explain my name and you know and correct people and then i started feeling like a jerk like oh it's not michelle it's michelle no offense to any of the michelles out there <laughs> yeah but you know it's not karina it's Karina. it's lithuanian like all this kind of mm-hmm. thing going on so it was just much easier it's to Martian. be to just, Taylor, to just yeah. stay tailored yes. and the further out you went the more people knew you as that already and then those people would introduce you to their friends as you were out at restaurants and things and so it just became sort of, yeah, like everyone right. knew me as Taylor mm-hmm. and as a travel nurse and and going around, there were always three Karens, a Katrina, a Christina, <laughs> you know, in the hospitals that mm-hmm. I worked at and I thought, no one will ever call me by my first name. They, it will always be Karina or they'll think that I spelled it wrong and they'll call me Karen or yeah. whatever. So, I said, can I just go as Taylor? And they're no we, nice, don't, we so. don't care what you go as as long as you sign your name in a legal way and yes. all of your licensing is good, we don't we could care less. So I thought fantastic. And in Hawaii, people have Hawaiian and Polynesian names that are twenty two letters long. Mm-hmm. So they'll be like, I'm Princess Come on, I wanna lay you. But you can call me Marge. <laughs> you know, like all right. Whatever. hey Whatever. Yeah. So it was so in Hawaii it was a completely normal thing. You heard nobody went by their Given too many bells.
0: It's it's funny. I wonder how many tailors there are in Hawaii now because they loved your name.
1: Seriously, you were a mentor to other people. Seriously, there you go. So, so so now we're back. Bringing us back to Hawaii. So let's talk about why you left there.
3: Um, Because I wanted to buy property. Okay. And had an amazing realtor. Actually, she showed me solidly fifty different places. I mean, we went shopping a lot. Mm-hmm. And was just one of those things where even though I, was, I had been really good with my money, luckily I had a lot of older friends in college that, that schooled me on credit and things like that. So I had some idea what I was doing. You know, everyone's like, oh, Hawaii's so expensive. It's really not property in Hawaii and rent in Hawaii is ridiculous hands down. But that's like living in LA or living in New York. You pay for where you are. But life in Hawaii is cheap because all the beaches are public access, they're all free shopping if you are not down in Honolulu and you go to the farmers markets and the Mm -hmm. co-ops and stuff. It's great and it's all fresh and you know the fish is right off the boat and the Mm. fruit is right off the trees and Mm -hmm. that's what I love to eat anyway. So the only thing that's super pricey if you're actually living there is property. So I thought, okay, I'm going to go to Las Vegas. I'd been dating a guy long distance that lived in Las Vegas for about a year and a half. Uh, there had been some transition in the hospital. They were going to try and make me go to day shift, which I've always been a night shift person. I couldn't even imagine like getting up at four in the morning to get ready <laughs> instead of going to bed at four in the morning. Like wasn't going to happen. So there was a lot of things that sort of pointed me in the direction of leaving Hawaii, going to Las Vegas. They had an opening for a transport nurse, which is weird because... Transport and Flight for Life is a very small specialty. Mm-hmm. And then when you say, I'm pediatric new, and it'll transport, that's even smaller. Wow. So we know each other in all the states in the United States. There's not a lot of us. And so for them to say, oh, we have a job opening is almost unheard of.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So I thought, okay. I mean, it seems like life is pushing me in that direction. So mm-hmm. I'm going to move to Vegas for five years. I'm going to save up a bunch of money. I'm going to buy some property so that I can sell it. And then move back to Hawaii and have money to at least put a down payment on a house. Because the stuff that I was seeing was... And I didn't need any place near a beach. I, I understand that Hawaii is really expensive. But she was showing me places that were terrifying. And I'm like, as a single female, I am not living here. Right. right. You know, like, mm-hmm. no, I'm a Howley girl. I'm. It's hard to be on the island. I, you know, like... You stick out. Yeah. You know, Yeah. You're target. Right. And I said, I'm not going to live in some of these neighborhoods, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. and then some of the apartments that she would show me, uh, this one place had, the washer dryer was up on the second level, and they had a hose running down the stairs, (laughs) and out the back door, into the backyard, Mm -hmm. to drain the washer, and I thought, I'm pretty sure (laughs) this doesn't meet code, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and if you had anybody come to inspect this, they would say, um... No. Because mm-hmm. you couldn't shut the door all the way. Like, it was just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, what is... This what? does not qualify <laughs> as a, 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 a legal yeah. resident. Right. We only want $300,000 for this. Anyway. I'm so yeah. uppity. Um, no. So, yeah. So, it was to make... To save up some money and then go back. Um, and now I've been in Vegas for over a decade I, Do you think I've you, been to her house back? Back? it's awesome mm.
0: I mean would you go back just yes. try to visit but would no, no, you ever th- I go back seriously every year,
3: I go back every year at least a couple times a year okay, to visit yeah. and house it and help my friends I still have a ton of friends out there and um it is a tattoo on my body that's mm-hmm. how much Hawaii meant to me okay, I got yeah, tattoos yeah, nice. so yeah. I see it every day I think of it every day I want to go back 100% um learn yeah, how to surf yeah it's just a matter of time it's just it's
0: this is yeah. a funny <laughs> question is milk really expensive there
3: Again, if you're in Honolulu, in Waikiki, <laughs> and you go to a grocery store, 100%, it's like $7 no. a gallon. Because they you, don't have cows. Yeah? Oh, no, they have cows. <laughs> no, they actually a That's have a
2: question. Have you ever question. seen a white cow? Yeah. I haven't. No, on the big
3: one. So. <laughs> they don't have cows.
1: <laughs> hello,
3: hello, hello,
0: hello. Hello. We, lo- we Shelly We do. We love our we love our good I, witch.
2: I've been there three times, never seen a cat. <laughs> Probably not oh, I go on a couch uh, do, do you have to brag? Yeah.
0: You've been there three times. I have. Oh. Well
2: Um, you know I Next used time to you date Karen Homelotovis. Yes. Do <laughs> <laughs> I had uh what do they call it when you're a
3: flight? <laughs> no, oh, no, Oh, you're a companion pastor.
2: Yes. I was yes. yes. no, yeah. Special no. companion. Mm-hmm. With you were. We sure loved yeah, it. Yeah, you were. Mm. I, I hope we didn't go there for the milk. <laughs> I was saying. <laughs> yeah.
0: but no, it's funny because uh, we had these people that had moved from Hawaii into Colorado, and they, they bought a house from Lisa's dad when I worked for him, and they're like, God, and that's what they kept saying. They're like, I just can't believe the price of milk here. How cheap I buy it is.
3: Milk. Yeah. <laughs> and I milk in one person's time. <laughs> yeah. You're grown. Yeah. You <laughs> don't need <laughs> it. They're like, Fish, "You built your bones. <laughs> Fish is 10 times more expensive milk. Milk so is so
1: cheap." cheap. Exactly.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh no, so there's scary. actually cattle ranches on the big island
2: <laughs> Oh. Yeah. See, but I've never been to the big island <laughs> That's my favorite. I yeah. know. <laughs> I've heard and I saw your sister's pictures. It looks gorgeous. It's amazing. Cuz it has more um I don't know ecosystems or whatever.
3: Well, so You've got cows, volcanoes and yeah. beaches and forests and, and they, they so, they many, cows. so cows. many cows. So many cows. That's all that's, all that's on the Big Island, actually. So, it's just cows. cows. Yeah. Their
0: cows are so cool; they wear glasses. <laughs> yeah. Now, they
3: serve and lays. <laughs> yo Ooh, wait. Mm-hmm. That's I different. didn't see any cows
2: in Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> I think you guys are. You weren't by my... hard enough. No.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. Okay. So with that with that being said, um, so now you come to Vegas and. You, you 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 had a guy here or you got had a guy in vegas i everything. did he have a house there Is no like, no he was so just how, renting an apartment right so did you did you plan to look at property in vegas or um, o- not really just, just because you were like i'm just going to go there it's going to be a little stint
3: yeah so and then Whatever, luckily or unluckily, uh, depends on how you look at it, was when the big sort of depression hit, real estate depression hit back in 2000. Your timing was perfect. You yeah. got a lot of house for a little bit of money yeah. in a beautiful neighborhood, yeah. very safe. Mm-hmm hundred yeah. percent yeah so it, it wasn't necessarily an intent but just the timing worked out perfectly where i got this incredible house for yeah. uh, steal and couldn't say no to it like nice. it's yeah. awesome yeah it's 79 nice. cents and the milk comes with it <laughs>
2: the
0: milk, there's, a cow, there's, in the there's a cow in the backyard dude. Yes. <laughs> yes. yeah it yeah. came Easy. with a cow that's my. Exactly. that credit goes if I'm, I'm buying the cow
3: that's right <laughs> i'm buying the house and i get the cow for free <laughs> that's right yeah an American cow, yes, I a mainland cow. Yeah. Oh wow! It,
0: do you that's... get chocolate milk?
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's Vegas, so you know you you pull and you, you place your bets. What's oh, a have... margarita?
0: Mm. Or a Mourita. a muarita oh, yeah. That'd
3: be gross. Thanks. Let's not do that.
0: No, that's that's awesome. Like, uh, and so, like you were saying, you've been there how long now?
3: Uh, over Over a decade. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's actually, other than Colorado, the place I've lived the longest. That's so which cool. Which is not ever what I thought would happen. And when I first moved there, I hated it, hated all things about it. I uh, have grown to love it immensely. Um, no beaches. No beaches, but I have friends you're in close California, to the, so yeah, it's a, close you know, to five hour to the drive. drive. And you take pictures of beautiful desert hikes. Yeah. And I've and come to appreciate yeah. the desert way more. It's still not my thing. Mm-hmm. I still want to move to Hawaii. The water is definitely where my heart is. But um, my sister and I, this last year and a half, as I've been recovering from cancer, decided to hit the Mighty Five, which is the big national parks in Utah. So we've done Zion, and we did Bryce, and we've done Capitol Reef. Uh, we did um, Death Valley. Like So we've hit all of these incredible nice. national parks. So it's really helped me to have a brand new appreciation for all the things that the desert has to offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's just spectacular. And the group of friends that I have there is really incredible. And so, I mean, it's it's been very, very good to me, for sure. And I appreciate it immensely and love it a lot more than I ever thought that I would. But I still, every time I go back to Hawaii, I was just back there a month ago, house-sitting for some of my friends, and then I went and picked them up from the airport when they came back because they were visiting family in Greece. And we hung out for a few days and then when i had to la- every time i leave i cry
1: mm-hmm.
3: like that's how you know people like oh it's hawaii of course and no 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 there there are big big giant drawbacks to living in hawaii um if you want something from i don't know home depot or whatever if it if they don't have it it has to be ordered which means it has to be shipped across the ocean and they only do that when the the rigs are full mm-hmm. you know what i mean so yeah. things don't happen quickly Expensive, the roaches are time. the size of small dogs and can fly <laughs> around right what if you um, hate vog right yeah i mean there's there's definite issues and definite drawbacks to living there i'm i am not one of those road rose-colored glasses type of people but something about that place just makes my soul happy and every time i leave i just cry i just um- do no,
0: that's totally awesome, yeah. and uh,
3: But one of the cool things about <laughs> Vegas that you probably
2: didn't intend on when you moved there is you ended up smack dab in the middle of this musical mecca of oh. all the shit you love. Right. All the bands that oh, no, you that, love. That's, that's and then you end up right becoming
3: there. friends with a lot of them. Yeah, that's been the weirdest thing. And especially the big transition from L.A. sort of losing its mojo and getting bought and sold and clubs closing and scenes changing and real estate changing. So... Over the last few years, a ton of people have moved to Vegas from LA. And I was lucky enough that one of the local clubs that opened up, I'd been going there since opening day, and the owners that People that own it now knew me and knew that you know myself and my friends are not drama and we're not we drink but we're not drunks and we don't cause you're not groupies yeah yeah, and we're not you're normal people you want to be there we helped them out with the front door before I've helped them sell merch before we've answered phones for them before you know things like that so they you know they said you're you guys are dependable you're not crazy you bring business to our bar all the time so you are welcome here and your friends are welcome here and. They've treated us incredibly well and, like, while I was sick and everything, have just been so kind and thoughtful to me. And so as this, as Vegas kind of grew, and as LA kind of unfortunately
0: took a a little
3: bit of a dive, yeah. (laughs) so all of these people started moving to Vegas and I thought, one of the times I'm sitting in bamped if I may give them a little plug John's yeah. yeah. uh, in Las Vegas <laughs> on Sahara Avenue, go there it is amazing, one of the best rock clubs <laughs> ever uh, and you know, so sitting there and just sort of watching the club grow and the crowd grow and you know Slaughter would play there because they all live there and you know, Vince Neil would come by every once in a while because he used to own part of the club and things like that but then as more and more people moved from LA it was one of those things where 18 year old me would have a heart attack <laughs> every time I walked in the bar it I'm was, like oh my god it was she described
2: it a little more graphically earlier I was a little more graphic
0: <laughs> earlier yeah I, I think it was more like this
3: Oh. Yeah, 18 <laughs> year old me was the moist. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. Um, but better.
2: you're surrounded by your, your heroes and oh, yeah. your idols. If you idols, would have, no, you that, would have told so me at 18
3: cool. that, like, you're going to go into this club and be sitting in VIP, even though you have nothing to do with bands or music and have nothing to right. offer these people, you're going to be sitting there and Stephen Piercy from Rats going to walk in and Sebastian Bach from Skid Row is going to well, walk Karame in and Bloss Elias. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you know, like, you're hanging out with all of these people and, you know, there's Doug Aldridge. And, and what's going on? And... You, I look around with a couple of my friends that have been going there since the beginning, and on occasion, we look at each other and just go, we are so lucky. Yeah. No, that's like cool. we There is no reason for us to be here. We're not married to anybody in a band. We're not fucking anybody in a band. We're not groupies. You know what I mean? Like, why are we here? Yeah. And yet, there we are, and you know most of these guys are not all of them but certainly a lot of them are really cool very laid-back their wives and girlfriends are really nice and it's just become like a friendship I mean some of them I'm very close friends with Um, again if I may drop a name the lead singer of Quiet Riot now because God rest his soul Kevin Dubrow passed a long time ago so you know I'm truly good friends with with Jizzy Pearl and his wife and Jizzy's
0: a cool guy he spends a lot of time in Colorado too uh, have you noticed that he's, he's i mean
3: they come here a lot they, yeah, they tour here a lot for they sure do. Yeah. yeah um and so it's just you know they're good people who happen to be music- musicians mm-hmm. it's not you're a musician and i'm your friend like i don't care i mean you know it, it's great that you are but if you were an asshole then i don't the
0: I don't next care. time the next time i'm out there i gotta meet your friend kathy oh yeah
3: oh yeah she, she
0: looks like just, a lot of fun she just i since day one huh mm-hmm. i've seen her and i I, friend crested her and i said hey i'm friends with uh I said, Corinna. And she's like, who? And I said,
2: uh, <laughs> I said, Taylor. I said, yeah. Taylor. Yeah.
0: And then, yeah, we became friends. And so we kind of, you know, we don't converse that much and everything, but I see you guys are out quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Just looks like a fun, fun person to kind of hang out with. Yeah, just, she is. She's yeah, great. She's heart
3: of gold.
2: And to yeah. give our listeners a little background, uh, Corinna and Taylor. <laughs> and her uh, hot biggest lady friends, Jan and Tanya, Kathy, and all, the, Kathy, Tanya yeah. all those ladies, they take such good care of you. Mm-hmm. And I love that you're surrounded by love when we're not near you. Um, anyway, they go on a Monsters of Rock cruise every yes. year. Yeah. And yes. it's like all these uh, 80s hair bands. And I think, didn't you
3: work at a couple of times? So I did promotions yes. with some of my friends. So yeah, we would dress up like cops and yes. we would do some fundraisers. And yeah, so it's just a hoot. and. Yeah, it was actually one of my buddies here in town who sent me the link for the very first Monsters of Rock cruise uh-huh. back in oh my god like 2010. It's been forever. and he said, I know you love kicks, and they rarely ever came to Colorado, and they're going to be on this cruise, and I know you love the ocean, and I feel like this would be your jam and sent me the link for the first Monsters of Rock Cruise nice. and I went 80s metal on a boat yeah. <laughs> in the ocean I was like oh
0: it's, it's so days. cool yeah I mean, four all, days. For days we have so many of the same group of friends because my buddy Louie goes every year yeah
3: oh yeah we, I we, see Louie yeah. my buddy Louie mm-hmm. yeah
0: so it's so funny and he goes mm-hmm. on these things And it just I love Louis. Yeah
3: and Don't I, know, you know what he I does For
0: a living But it's I wouldn't Louis. be going <laughs> on it
3: You know For over ten years If it wasn't one of the Greatest things I've ever done And yeah. now So it's interesting in my life Because I've done so much And so much different stuff So I have like You guys are Even though we don't Nobody lives there anymore My Arvada people mm-hmm. My Arvada family And you know I have my Sturgis family That I just came from And I have nice. my Hawaii family mm-hmm. And I have my Burning Man family Who I'll we'll see at the end of this month mm-hmm. um, Louis And I will be have there my too. My Monsters of Rock family So it's You know, some of the people coming into town, into Las Vegas this weekend when I get back, uh, are from Canada. It'll be their 30th wedding anniversary. I'm very excited to eh? hang out with them. Yeah, totally, Eh? Eh? (laughs) But, you know, and I have friends in Europe and friends in Australia, and so it's just been phenomenal, and we have... You know, I have a free place to stay when I go to those places, and they have a free place to stay when they come to Las Vegas. Well, <gasps> you you reap what you sow. What and I
2: think um, it's, it's, it's so cool to see all these wonderful things happening for you, especially with all the bullshit that you've been through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, one of it, it, two cute little stories about you. One of them was I know you were in town, and I met you and your family for sushi this probably 10 years ago or something, and I hadn't seen you in a while. And you're like, yeah, and you were talking about some guy and but not in a romantic way and as like you know listening but listening to everybody else's conversations and stuff too and you're like it was the weirdest thing and then i found out he had a tv show it was uh the counting cars guy
3: oh danny yeah yeah you're
2: like and danny and i did went and did whatever not romantically or whatever but you're like my buddy danny blah 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 and you're like holy shit i just i found out he had a tv show so you're so modest about your uh, celebrity connections and stuff and i think that people are just drawn to you because you are um not fangirling, but just welcoming oh, people earth. as a human yeah. and listen to them and treat them like they're normal people. Well, like people. I said, I don't, I don't care
3: if you're a rock star. If you're right. a dick, mm-hmm. you're a dick. Exactly. Like, I don't want to be friends with you. But if you're right. a cool guy or a girl, yeah, like, let's I want to be your friend, let's hang out. Let's let's do some stuff. We have music in common. And then later, yeah, like, even on the Monsters of Rock Cruise, there was a few people that I went, I know them. Wait, they're on stage? Who's who uh, that? Yeah, I've been talking <laughs> to yeah. them at the Tiki Bar. Yeah, I went, like, <laughs> what? Yeah. I didn't, I mean, I knew Danny, so Danny is the owner of Vamped, Danny and his wife, Corey, and they are both just incredible, amazing, wonderful people. And I knew Danny had his shop counts Vamped and obviously owned the club Vamped. And I knew, you know, from hanging out with some of the guys at the bar, like, oh, you're his mechanic and oh, you're his painter. Oh, you're his welder, whatever. (laughs) But then I was in Hawaii house sitting. Okay, better. And the Discovery Channel was having a Counting Cars uh, marathon. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, yeah, let's watch this. And so here I am watching this show that everyone else in Vegas knows about, but I don't have cable, so I've never seen it. Right. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, that's Raleigh. Oh, my God, that's Danny. Oh, my God, that's Horny Mike. Like, what's
0: (laughs) happening? Fucking Horny Mike's always
3: everywhere. And he was in Sturgis. And he's like, hey, what's up? You know, like. Does does (laughs) he have (laughs) a horn? (laughs) How did he get the nickname? Hmm? He wears big, giant horns. Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 Literally, um, yeah. I think literally.
0: he was there when we were there.
3: Probably, I, if yes. he, he make make giant the f- horns. Yeah. yeah, he
0: was at the front. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, can I tell one more credit story? I'm sorry. No, so you're okay.
0: good. Okay. Oh shit.
2: Are we good? Are we good, Sam? Yeah. So, um, one thing about Corinna that she would never brag about, and I think is so cute, and it's probably one of my favorite stories about you. So, you know, um, you were the first person to teach me the term sperm donor because your father shit the bed. And then, you know, had the girlfriend barely older than you and took away the tuition money and did all the things. And so, it led you into a different world, and you made your way and all of those things. But so, your younger sisters... Um, Your mom was being a single mom to three young women. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's very expensive, obviously. And I thought it was really, really cute that when your sister was going to prom and didn't have any money, you paid for her limo.
3: I did. Yeah, I, I did. thought that was so precious. Yeah, and then I had the post-prom party at my house as well. Isn't she tits? She's awesome. Tits. Well, I'm crying a little bit. And my <laughs> yeah. mom my mom didn't love it, but I told her and the other parents as well. I said, your kids are coming to my house. Uh, I am buying them booze. <laughs> I am taking all of their car keys. they it'll so be safe. No nice. one will get pregnant. No, nope. no one will drive. No you one will get arrested. You can't really prevent the pregnancy. I part. could because they were sleeping in my house. Yeah, right. but yeah.
2: You can't be everywhere. I
3: mean, not ever But that night I could. Yeah, that night not. you were Fair in my enough. house
2: on my. Yeah. You
3: better be real quiet. Yeah. Mm, I was. I patrolled. <laughs> I patrolled. Yes. So keep so, it in
2: yeah. your pants, Mister. That's right. see like, what happens
3: prom night, and that's Man. not happening in my house. But I've if, never
2: had sex on prom night. Did you? Did you?
3: None of your business <laughs> Yeah I not care you
2: God It got too personal, personal. Not wow. on my okay. prom night On other people's
3: <laughs> Yeah on other people's <laughs> prom <I> night <didn't laughs> Yeah Does that count? Other people's prom night Okay uh, Steve Oh t- wait, so. wait. Oh. Now I oh. need to tell a story Speaking of indecent sex Uh oh <gasps> And being a bad witch. So the only fight Lisa and I have ever been in was I went in to get my nails done one day. Popcorn and yeah, oh yeah. And she was she was just like "Mm." And I'm like, Are you what happened? Are you mad at me? What's going on? And she's like, I am mad at you. And I said, Lisa, why are you mad at me? Oh my god, what happened? And she's like, Okay. So I know it's ridiculous, but I had a dream (laughs) last night. And you and Daryl were having sex in the shower. And I said, what? And she's like, yeah. So, what? Uh, I heard something, and I went to the shower, and I pulled back the curtain, and it was you and Daryl, and you're like, hey, Lisa, what's up? <laughs> uh, and, and I think Daryl said something like, hey, can you get me a drink, or can you get me a beer <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, or
0: can get a <laughs> and, and, <laughs> something? Can you grab me something to
3: drink? And Lisa's like, and so I did, and I like pulled the curtain back, and I went and got a beer, and I'm just so mad at you, and like, for having sex with your husband and my in your I'm so
1: dream, mad you. <laughs> oh yeah, God, dream I'm so out at you. Yeah, affect? and so then every year ever. after that, for my birthday, they would get take a picture <laughs> the in the, the shower. shower. We would go to the nearest shower and take a picture with all their
3: clothes, on yeah, yeah, and
1: stuff. But and sometimes not. <laughs> no, no, I mean, they, it always get okay, The next <laughs> musical
2: break is Dreamweaver.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> 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 um, that's what I was going to say. So speaking of being a dick, let's take a break. I want to come back and talk to you a little bit more about Las Vegas some little more deep stuff and surviving cancer. Okay. Awesome. Let's do that, guys. we're back again after some heavy metal music rock hair bands yeah okay that was my song Um, (laughs) so we were talking about las vegas before we went on a tangent about all the bars and all that fun stuff and we're talking about you being a nurse so i want you to tell us a little bit okay so you're working in a hospital again in las vegas in neonatal
3: uh, in the, no, NICU. in transport.
1: Oh, in transport, transport mm-hmm. at this point. Okay, on the, Yeah, on the flight team. Yeah. yeah. Tell me about October 1st, 2017. Sure. Uh, so,
3: the thing need, the biggest thing to know about our hospital, um, the, the hospital I used to work at, uh, which will I will not name, uh, is that it was in a terrible neighborhood. So, the neighborhood right next to our parking structure was a giant crack den gang kind of thing unfortunately and so there was often shootings there and stabbings there and drug deals gone bad and things like that so it was very common um if we weren't on a transport we carried pagers all the time and so if we weren't on a transport and the pager would go off and it'd be like you know assist in trauma bay four or whatever so we would go over and help the adult ER out with stuff, or the children, the children's ER as well. Either way, so you know we were we were always helpful. If we weren't out doing something, we tried to float around and help people and start IVs or put pick lines in or do sedations or whatever people needed. So uh, unfortunately, it wasn't ridiculously uncommon to get a page that said shooting. You know, mm-hmm. please come assist. Shooting happening, whatever. And uh, so I was in the office one night with my partner and. We're doing our thing and going over some paperwork and we had just gotten back from a transport and so there's just a slew of paperwork that you have to do and Xerox and fax and scan and do all this stuff. So we were doing our paperwork and the pager went off and it said, shooting, if available, please come assist. And it wouldn't just go to us. Like this was a generic pager for a bunch of different people in the hospital. And we sort of went, oh, you know, we're, we're right in the middle of this and and our rules were you finish your transport completely before you go help anybody else because then if, if you get called on another transport, now you haven't fi- finished, you mm-hmm. know, your first job. So we thought, no, you know, it's okay, whatever, They're, they have other people to help them, we're in the middle of doing this, as soon as we finish this, we can, you know, go help them out. And then not five minutes later, we got another page that came through that said, shooting, please come help Trauma Bay 2 and we thought, well, that's weird. but not too, again, not too weird because if I shoot you and you shoot me, yeah, yeah like it, two, two, was,
0: two to four was pretty common. <laughs> they got common. each other. Yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, sad, but true. So, again, didn't think too much about it, but kind of went, okay, let's type a little faster because now we know they're going to be busy down there and so we can, you know, at least help them out with other stuff. And then, again, not two minutes later it came through, like, multiple shootings and we thought, oh, shit, the neighborhood just blew up next door, which wouldn't have been the first time, probably not the last time. So I said, I'm almost done. How are you? She said, yeah, I'm, I'm super close to finished. And so I said, you know what? Let's go check in, see how things are, help them out, and then come back and, and do our final stuff because we're really close to done, so it's not going to be a big deal. And she said, yeah. So The two of us are cruising down the hallway, and not running, but walking at a brisk pace, and our office was all the way, like, down this super long hallway, kind of at the other end of the hospital from the adult's ER. So we're walking, but briskly, and we see people running from our end of the hallway. All the way down at the other end, we see people running, and I thought, oh, shoot, okay. So we ran, like, we ran down, and there's some double doors that opened that we had to badge into, and so the double doors opened, and... The doors to the main hallway would open, and there's a big, long hallway, and so the adult ER is to the left, and the peds ER is to the right, and straight ahead, all the way down at the end of that hallway, was the ambulance bay, where the ambulances would come in and drop the patients off. And so we open up the doors, and it was like watching a bad TV show, where you see that the floors are red. And it's blood and, and things like that. And you just think, whoa, drama, whatever. And so these doors opened up and that's what it looked like. People were running and people were crying. And there was all these people in the hallway that shouldn't have been in the hallway. Because that's where the employees all go to either get to the ambulance bay or the ER. And I kind of looked at her and she looked at me for a second. And we, I just said, I'll see you on the other side. And she said, yep. So she went left to into the adult ER and I went straight to go into the ambulance bay because I could see them wheeling a bunch of people in, and just—I mean, it was—it was every bad dream you've ever cared to have. That uh, just blood and guts and brains and crying and weeping and um, yeah, it was—it was terrible and awful and the worst thing I'd ever seen, hands down, in my life
0: couldn't imagine. <clears throat> yeah.
3: Did you feel kind of like um with the only positive thing about
2: 9/11 where you just saw people instantly uniting though that were healthy and could help? Cuz um, it sounded like you said people were volunteering off the streets like I can help identify this person by a tattoo who's in shock. Yeah.
3: Or I can bring bottled water, I can bring blankets. So it 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 took a few minutes so the first couple hours were just
0: mayhem.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah, complete mayhem. Yeah. Um but even during that time, so so for those of people that don't know the story, there was a country festival, I believe. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was one person. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. I'm not a, not a country gal, and I was working <laughs> that night, so whatever. But there was a big outdoor concert that happened at Mandalay Bay, and in the middle of the concert... Um, Depending on who you talk to, and I have my own opinion on it, uh, there was a shooter or shooters.
0: And I believe shooters. Yes. There was way too many. Yeah.
3: Agreed. That uh, opened fire on the audience. And so people started running and, and screaming and not knowing what was going on. And um, so ambulances were called and police were called and that sort of thing. And. Initially, it was the ambulances bringing people in, but there was such a huge crowd and there was so much confusion. And so people running in all directions and people shooting in all directions, apparently. And so some of the some bystanders were grabbing injured people and throwing them into their cars and into their trucks. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't just ambulances coming through the yep. ambulance bay. It was cars and trucks Whoa. and regular people. And they were carrying people out of the back seats of their cars that were bleeding or unconscious. Strangers, Yeah. Didn't know who they were, had no idea, were driving down the street and just were like, we have to do this and where's the closest hospital? And we were one of the closest hospitals. Um, And so it just became this immediate triage thing where I was helping in the ambulance bay and one of my charge nurses was down the hall at the trauma bay. And so as they were bringing people in, and we were out of stretchers pretty much immediately. So we were bringing the, like, the wheeled... Chairs and and like the Barco lounger chairs from the ER because those were close. And then we we put out a hospital-wide announcement so anybody that had a wheelchair brought it down. So the wheelchairs were kind of secondary, which doesn't necessarily make sense until you realize that right. we keep stretchers in the Necessity, ER, not yeah. wheelchairs yeah. necessarily. Yeah. So anything with wheels immediately got brought down. So we were just wheeling people in. So it was like we're going to go to the right if they're if if they're walking wounded, we're putting them on a chair over here if they need help but they're not dying we're gonna take them over here to the right and if they need help immediately we're gonna send them down the hall to the trauma bay so one of my charge nurses that I worked with was down the hall to the trauma bay and so I would just yell to her and be like coming at ya you. you know coming to trauma okay and, and if they didn't need to go there then other people would help them figure out where they needed to be um and so, yeah, you just saw people coming in and you're like, you know, feel for a pulse. That person's dead. I see brain tissue, like oh my send God. them, send them over there to, we had a, you know, black area. So if you get a black tag, that means you have passed away and we can't help you. Uh, if you got a red tag, you were going to the trauma bay. If you got a yellow tag, you needed, needed some assistance, but not. Not as critical as yeah, other people. And yeah. if you had a green tag, you were the walking wounded, you got sent. To the chairs.
1: How many people would you say you saw that day? Not you. The hospital. I, uh, think, I should say hundreds. And <laughs> how long of a shift was it?
3: So <clears throat> we walked down the hall. It was about ten o'clock at night because we had we our shift started at seven and we had done one in-town transport. So I'm going to guess it was around ten. I'm sure someone has the exact time. I mm-hmm. I don't remember. It was around ten p.m. and at seven o'clock in the morning when day shift started coming in. Uh, no more patients were coming in, necessarily, but at that point, all the families were coming in. So it was trying to figure out who Who? people were. Because people dropped their purses Mm -hmm, if they had them, women. Dudes may or may not have had a wallet Uh on them. And again, people were grabbing them and putting them in cars and trucks. And ambulances were bringing two and three people in at a time, which you're not ever supposed to do more than one, but They had no option. You know what I mean? Like, we're not just going to leave this guy laying there. So, uh, trying to figure out, you know, my mom, sister, brother, cousin, friend was at the show. Not friend, Mm. really, at that point. We were trying to limit and not let the, (coughs) not let, um, you know, news people in and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so just limit it to families. So, you know, if your loved one came in, that's all fine and well. But it was in the middle of this mayhem. And I personally cut the pants and shirts and boots off of 30 or 40 different people wow. with my trauma shears and did they have a wallet in their pocket you know what don't care don't know yeah. at that don't point, point care. Yet. Just yeah, trying to fix yeah. Body. i was just trying to stop the bleeding and start an iv and you know we put tags on everybody that was like patient number one number two number three number four number five number six like wow and so that's how we identified people every single person had to go through x-ray and ct scan to see if they had a bullet or fragments in them All of the surgeons were, I mean, people were just backed up down the hallway that needed Mm -hmm. surgery and that sort of thing. Um, The morgue was immediately pretty much full. Uh, So it it wasn't until about six in the morning that we could all kind of breathe and sort of go, What just
0: happened? Yeah, really? Right now. What what did we just go through? Yeah,
3: so day shift, not that they didn't have stuff to do and not that they probably don't have PTSD as well, but they were sort of coming in in the aftermath Mm -hmm. and more trying to match up families and loved ones and who were the deceased i don't know if they came in and i could see not to be super graphic but if i could see brain and they weren't moving and i couldn't feel a pulse and the doctor next to me also agreed Mm -hmm. like both of us would put our hands on and say i don't feel a pulse do you feel a pulse no i don't okay and then he would determine time of death i couldn't call that as a Mm -hmm. nurse The, the physician would have to call it you know and then we like i said we'd black tag them and put them in in the morgue and so, I don't know who that was. Yeah, I right. didn't take time to try and ID them. No.
1: Were you yeah. given any counseling for after all of that or anything?
3: Um, <clears throat> night shift is generally ignored
1: in a hospital, mm-hmm. in every hospital. But you get the night shift differential. Uh, I'm yeah, sorry, we got the extra. 250 <laughs> an hour, <laughs> totally <mean>. worth it. <laughs> so um, crazy. <laughs> but I
2: think with you dealing with so many um, sick and dying babies in the past, uh, you had told me long ago that you have to basically have gallows kind of humor an and,
3: and compartmentalize. Yeah. You do. Yeah. And I mean, I've been through lots of therapy in my life. I, yeah. I highly recommend therapy for everybody. <laughs> uh, I do. I mean, yeah. I think I think there's something to be said. It doesn't have to be a major thing, right? right. Like, mm-hmm. Everybody's some, got a different kind of trauma. Yeah, and yeah. to have somebody who is not emotionally attached to you in any way, who can hear your story and give you good advice on how to deal with things mm-hmm. is incredible. I tell all of my friends, like, therapy, everyone should go to therapy, even if your life is great and amazing. Everyone can always learn better ways to deal with stress, anxiety, depression, all of yeah. that stuff. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I've gone to therapy. Again, I'm an open book. I was raped when I was younger. My parents went through a nasty divorce. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I went through this stuff at the hospital. Mm. Um They didn't offer anything that, that i was made so aware of but crazy. i went to therapy on my own like i, I made we, uh, that choice me I'm and lisa
0: actually we were out in vegas for one of the uh, nhl awards and a police officer was behind us and we started talking mm-hmm. and he was telling me some of the stories he was a first responder and the same thing you just said he goes i piled pe- three people into my car he goes which is you're not supposed to do I never no. uh-huh. transport one person he goes but i had to get these people to the hospital mm-hmm. you know
3: yeah, and, and people that were off and shift,
0: and, I'm sure, just came.
3: Oh yeah, it. oh people just showed up. And yeah.
0: he, he, like you said, he was off duty. I mean, he yeah. was And they're like, get someplace. You know, can we need all the? And he, goes, he goes, I was just throwing people into my car. And he goes, I dropped four people off and went back. Yeah. And he goes, before I could get back, he goes, I couldn't get in line because there was so many. Yeah.
3: And that's back to, to your question, Charlie mm-hmm. about people helping out. Mm-hmm. It was, it was incredible to see if you could, if you were able to take that breath. And, and luckily, I was able to. Uh, there was a point in time where I, uh, the one of the people had come out and just said, the ambulances and the cars and stuff had slowed down. And they said, we need IVs and blood on everybody. And I was mm-hmm. like, let's go. So I just grabbed a whole bunch of IV kits and just went around in, in the yellow and green areas um, with the walking wounded and, and the people that could sit on their own and just started putting IVs in everybody. And there was a guy who had huge monster IVs. Or IVs, sorry. Veins. Veins, yeah. Mm-hmm. And of all the people, I couldn't get his ID. <laughs> no, at no, all. That, that, yeah. And <laughs> no, I'm, I'm thinking, dude, you have a hose in your like. <laughs> yeah. you I like, do children. I, I should be able to thump that. Teeny, yeah, that tiny right now. I <laughs> should be able to throw it at you from across the room <laughs> yeah. and get it no problem. I <laughs> could play darts with you But it was one right of those now. things where, at that point in time, my adrenaline, yes, like, it was either high or low. I don't know. But I start my hands started shaking for the first time all night, and I couldn't. Hit his giant hoses (laughs) (laughs) of veins to save Uh. my life. I could not do it. And he's laughing. He's just like, uh, "Aren't you supposed to be a professional?" <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> and I thought, "I love you. Oh, <laughs> You're God. the best." Yes. And so I called my other nurses over because I'm like, "You know what? My ego's not involved. Just get an IV in this guy." Yeah. And he I'm was to go amazing. Down here when
0: <laughs> yeah. This old 90-year-old guy has no veins. I can get him. <laughs> but he yeah. was great. He yeah. started
3: telling jokes to everybody. He started like entertaining some of the other people and in the area. And that's what you need in yeah. a
0: time of that, something yes. like that. You yeah. need somebody in that area to, that's going to be that. Yeah. That will be me. <laughs> so
1: uh, yeah, it was he great you to see.
3: Yeah, it was great to see people holding hands with other people. I'm freaking
0: crying over here. It hurts so much Mm -hmm. to know what you've seen. That's well, something nobody should ever have to see in their mm-hmm. life. Let
1: me just yeah. say, without being cheesy or blah 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 and stuff, you know how I am. But I would like to thank you from yes. all the people who couldn't. Oh well, yes, and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I know that if they knew what you had done, they'd be the one thanking you. But I'm here and you're here, mm-hmm. and um, it's amazing. Thank you. And um, mm-hmm. let's just talk about, and let's go on to another set. Let's go hey, on to something. Let's fun. go on. Something. So did you let's know our
0: friend Karina has a like. Long hair friend, long, long hair guy fetish. I do. She has always been <laughs> that that eighties nineties girl. Like, oh my mm. god! When I met her, I didn't have hair, but I used to have hair. I'm like, but if I had hair, would she have liked me? Yeah. <laughs> no,
1: no, no am too, ma- I'm too to much like a brother. You no. met to so yeah, too much
2: like a brother to So we. Karen and I have been through a couple of heartbreaks together, and mostly yours. Um, no. <laughs> she really helped me with one of mine, which was awesome. But uh, one of yours specifically, and again, I won't name names because I don't want any of these dipshits to get famous.
1: Uh, but I guess we're famous. Yeah, they'll be a micro micro celebrity. right, micro micro micro
2: celebrity. If, if Show if you it. mentioned
3: on to this match podcast micro penis yeah. No,
2: I, I I love love it. nothing, nothing. <laughs> so this particular dipshit, um, <laughs> whose last name is also a barnyard animal um, she was very much in in like or love with this person and she found out kind of in a movie style that he was with somebody else she thought he was his she thought that he, she was his girlfriend and you're gonna she looks a little lost here I was kind
3: of a you slut. remember Roger No,
2: no <laughs> you guys had a relationship and he let you think that you had a relationship and you thought that you guys were exclusive and then you found out at a bar that you were not because he was with this other person, who's like, "Hi, nice to meet you. I'm so and so's girlfriend." And then you and the girl became very good friends, but your heart was fucking shattered. Okay. So you called Wait. me on a landline. I believe. About oh. Oh. And, and you're like, Damn. "You're like, I am dying inside. I need to." And she doesn't drink very much. We would mm. go to uh, metal shows and stuff, and she would have maybe a beer, maybe two, because she wanted shows. to drive. She was all into it for the for the music. She mm-hmm. didn't care about the buzz or anything like that. She's like, "I'm going to drive." There wasn't Uber. There wasn't Lyft. I'm going to drive. I'm going to one beer, and I'm gonna rock out. So anyway, <laughs> she doesn't drink tons, so is my point. So she calls me, and she's like, uh, "Meet me at the American Motel on I-70 and Word." Yep. Hey. And we're gonna spend our... the night, and we're gonna get fucked up, and we're gonna cry, and we're gonna do it. And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm there for you." So we go. And I meet her, and she literally has a box full of liquor. There's a <laughs> bottle of tequila, there's a bottle of vodka, there's a bottle of whiskey. I don't think there was any beer. It was just all booze. It was, it all was booze. like all at the, the good time, stuff, yeah. like three hundred dollars worth of booze. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, where do we start? And there's no wine. There's nothing easy. We're just <laughs> drinking we flat start? out. We're like getting a- in. Yeah. And so she tells me the story, and we're balling our eyes out and stuff. And so I'm like, okay, well, we paid for the hotel room at the time. I think it was twenty five dollars.
1: <laughs> yeah, forty nine ninety five. Right. yes
2: so i go to the bathroom to take out my contacts and she's watching me and she's like i've never seen that before i'm like you take care of dying babies you've never seen anybody take out the <laughs> <a> contact never <laughs> she's fascinated by it I'm like, she would be totally hammered? fascinated by me we're mm-hmm. hammered but i hope you got over him that night oh, i'll I never ever forget the bonding
3: but and we didn't drink nearly even an eighth of it well and i had gone to uh What's the big Applejack? Liquor? Applejack. Applejack yes. yes.
1: Yes. Bought a and big old box crying, of booze. <laughs> crying.
3: I'm crying with my shopping cart. Going by <laughs> the house <aisles> of Applejack, <laughs> and I'm just like bottle of vodka, okay? Bottle <laughs> Jack, okay? No mixers. Ru- oh no! <laughs> oh, no screw there that there was mixers. no mixers. And you know, these were little bottles. On. She had a handle. Oh on yeah. Everything. Handles. Noise. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And I, I will never forget. So yeah. So I called shelly and she didn't hesitate. The only she, person you were really. I think you were think was still with Dr. Skullrock. I think I was too. Yeah. Up. And she said, Skullrock, I'll <laughs> be back tomorrow. Scully? I'm yeah. spending the night with a hot blonde. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, I'm out. I'm going to a <laughs> hotel like, with a <laughs> okay. hot blonde okay. chick. I'll see you later. She didn't question me. She came right over. Uh, and uh First Wife Club was on TV, Yeah. ironically, and I had ordered a pizza, and, yeah, we proceeded to, yeah, not even drink a quarter of the stuff, because I was no, not wow. a big drinker, and it, so it certainly didn't take we a lot. We still got shitty. We did. Oh, we got <laughs> shitty, shitty. Yeah, it was great. And, yeah, and it did. It helped me get over it and get it out and just... that little weasel such a fucking little weasel yeah yeah, but yeah so yeah long haired -haired dudes unfortunately are my um, kryptonite yeah they They are are my kryptonite and in fact if I may tell a story please so I just got back from Sturgis which uh, this was my 20th year going to the rally yeah Uh, again I have my Sturgis family that I go camp with every year and it's incredible and amazing we have the best time and go on these gorgeous rides and there was actually a guy who will always be the one that got away who lives somewhere here in Denver. So if you're listening... What's his name? I'm talking to you, Steve the Biker. Steve. Steve Steve the Biker. Does he have blonde hair? Does he have what? (laughs) Does he have blonde hair? Not blonde. It was uh, dark brown. Okay. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Dang it. Well, so
2: that
1: was, like, don't that takes don't get possible. me excited, Daryl. Stop there might it.
3: be more you know than me? one. Yeah, there might be more than one guy named Steve, who's Steve a biker. Steve, Steve the biker.
0: I'm going to go
1: everywhere. Brown-haired Steve the <laughs> biker.
3: So it was one of those things where he would actually, he came into cheerleaders a couple times with his friends, yep. and I would see him. I think he worked at X Saloon for a little while as a mm-hmm. security guard, and I always had the biggest crush on him, but it was always bad timing. Either he had a girlfriend or I had a boyfriend. In fact, I... I, if memory serves, when I was a traveling nurse in Florida, I saw him at Daytona, the Daytona bike rally, because I went to that. But I had a boyfriend at the time, and like was like, dang it, we're, our timing is just always off. So, was in uh, One-Eyed Jacks, which is one of the bigger mm-hmm. bars there, with our mutual friend Maria, because mm-hmm. she used to go to Sturgis with me every year, and she was flirting with a guy, or a was flirting with her, because who didn't flirt with Maria? She's just hot candy on a string, she's so beautiful. Such a cutie.
1: Yeah, and so was... Talking to this guy. I'm. I'm really sorry, but I want you all to know that I introduced y'all to Maria too. Yes, that you is did. all. Yes, it's all Lisa.
3: Yeah, Laddie's All these
1: did. We, no, I did her nails. Yeah, and oh. I took her to Laddies. Yeah, we're we're all it's Kevin Bacon. It's Lisa. <laughs> See there she is. <laughs> and and she's you know the Lisa, Lisa Bacon Brown.
3: Have you ever seen Kevin Bacon and Lisa together?
1: I have. <laughs> she is the same person. Either I saw like so. Janet and Michael Jackson. That's, That's right. right. Mm-hmm. Looking in a mirror.
3: Yeah. You're the epicenter of yeah. the friend You really are. I am. Sorry, keep talking. Yeah. So. I saw this guy standing behind Maria and her friend. And so I said to this dude, I'm like, Is your friend's name Steve? And he looked at me, he's like, Why does he owe you money? (laughs) And I'm like, No, no, shut up. You're not funny. I'm being serious. Is that Steve? And he goes, Yeah, that's my buddy Steve. How would you know that? And I'm like, no way. I've been
0: Steve for years.
3: So I went up and like tapped him on the shoulder and he turned around and it was. It was one of those moments he looked at me and I looked at him and he was like, Taylor? And I'm like, Steve? And we're both like, No way You guys could be Staler. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> and he had braces on, he had adult braces. And I said, I've never kissed a guy with braces and he said, You're gonna now and I'm like, Yes. yes! Is this just now this Wait, hold on, just... Hold on, guys. No, no, hold no, on, this was about ten years ago. Oh, okay. oh okay. What do we usually
0: do about this time?
3: Scandal. Scandal. Yeah. So okay. you're, no, how old? This was, you're how old? Because Maria hasn't gone with me for many years. Um, oh. This was probably about 10 years ago. Okay. I know when you and Maria went, you did not spend a dime on drinks. Oh, yeah, no. Hottie one, hottie two. Right. Well, And I would send her in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. So those anyway. might break them. So it was just one of those like moments where you think, the universe is good to me, and, and here's this guy, and we talked and he's just like, I'm going to take you out and we're going to go to dinner. And I can't remember where if I was in Hawaii at the time or where I was. I wasn't living in Denver though. I was still travel nursing and I was somewhere else and And he's like, we're going to make this work. We've wanted to get together for years. Like, it's finally happening. This is incredible and I'm going to take you out and it's going to be this wonderful and I own my house and we have dogs and like all this <laughs> stuff. And I said, like, great. It's a you have dogs. Yeah. And it was just one of those moments where I thought, yes. Take that, all you doubters. Here's my long-haired biker (laughs) hottie who's got his shit together and he's got a job and he's amazing and I've just had a crush on him forever and it's finally going to happen. And so they close the bar and last call and Marie and I go running down the street to go leave and we get almost all the way to the car and I go... And she's like, what? And I stopped and I started crying. And she's like, what? And I said, we didn't exchange phone numbers. Oh, oh son no. Of and she just looked at me and she went, no way. And I'm like, I'm not even kidding. But the street was closed down. We couldn't go back. I was oh, yeah? leaving in the morning. There was no way to reconnect with him. Where are you, Steve? Steve. I know. He- you have you seen so- sense. No. Every oh. year. so here's this the is your guy. So here's my Meg Ryan movie moment. <laughs> this so is your fucking guy, dude. Every year since then,
0: you go look. I go
3: to One Eye Jack's and I go up to the second floor where the stripper girls are and I sit on a stool and I have a beer and I just go, Universe, please send me Steve. Please send him to me. And I did it again this year and I don't see him and I just go, okay, Be- chances are he's married to this amazing beautiful woman and they have super cute kids you know what the, and whatever but
0: he's probably still thinking about you uh, yeah. you're yes. such an unforgettable well, person and
1: since and it's it's only been 10 years he has bratty kids because they're under 10 years old but his teeth look great his teeth look <laughs> great his teeth are so sexy yeah. exactly, yeah. there are amazing oh, his man. braces are off by now Yeah. yeah so if yeah. <laughs> anybody knows brown steve haired biker Steve smile. who has a great smile no biker last steve. name <laughs> and no phone number <laughs> that may or may not have worked at X Saloon and it's steve in Seattle yeah Steve-less in Seattle yes yes Sluice,
3: we're looking at Yeah, that's you. right. Yeah. Somebody please contact, even if you're his wife. Can oh, you just let yeah, me know that he's awesome and you married the girl. So she can oh, go. Like, cool. <laughs> life. I would be happy if he was happy, honestly. Yeah, she
0: <laughs> just wants to say, hey, Steve.
3: Yeah. I like okay, how your teeth turn
2: out. I, that would be awesome if it turns out great with you and Bucker Steve. But as your witchy wingman, yes. Mm-hmm. what's your type?
3: Uh, le- le- away,
2: apart from the obvious we've already covered.
3: Um, what you need? I need someone who's funny. Humor to me makes yeah. you way more attractive. Like totally. if you're funny and smart, mm-hmm. I'm in. Yeah. Like you will get way better looking. I have dated some <laughs> super hot guys that have gotten super they're unattractive like, because yeah, because they're they have no sense of humor. Or and I shouldn't say dated. I've gone out on dates with people who I thought oh, and just to be just to put it out there, I have dated short haired men, and yeah, you know whatever. It, it, they're good and, as good and or as bad as Jews with long hair. So why not? go to my right. fetish why yeah. not play to what i want like if you want this hot blonde chick with big boobs i'm your gal right so why don't i get what i want i yeah, want hallelujah. a six foot two you know biker smart funny guy who's got long hair like uh, i'm sorry she's got uh, criteria and why I like should i have it. to you, sacrifice why should, you shouldn't yeah. you yeah. should yeah.
1: yeah there you yes. go
3: but yeah so intelligence and humor are huge super sexy um and as we've gotten older of course things like you know, I want you to have your stuff together. Yeah. I have my stuff together. You I still worked right. live with really your mom hard. Stuff together cute, for years. But not my yeah. kind of guy. Yes. Yeah, well, I worked cool, hard. Cool. I have my master's degree. Right. You know, I, I don't mean? want to carry you. Yeah, yeah. And and I don't want you to have to carry me. Like, let's be partners. Let's bring each other partners. up. Let's awesome. compliment one another. That's everything. Right. Yeah.
0: The world could be that great. Right.
1: Well. Okay. One last break. No. We're no. Yeah. yeah. One last break. She's the boss. I'm the boss of it, and
2: then Wait, we're I was gonna, gonna, gonna say come something back. Funny,
0: so she thought it was cute. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll back off. Yeah, we'll come back. Yeah,
2: we're scandal, <laughs> oh. scandal,
1: scandal. One last thing, and we're gonna talk, and then we're finally gonna talk about surviving cancer and eyeballs. Okay, yeah. Yay. Well, after a quick talk around the cauldron, we've the had cauldron. a little bit in a, of a meeting. We have decided that we need to make this a two-parter. Scandal. We have so much more to talk with Corinna Taylor about, and um, I'm just going to call her KT. KT, <laughs> yeah, KT, awesome. That's it's a that's new a thing pretty good for me. Name, yeah, the vote was unanimous. Like, KTG, what, what, <laughs> what? Yeah.
0: If you thought this was interesting, stay tuned for next week's part two when Kay Taylor talks about life in the ER after the Las Vegas shooting, surviving cancer, and rescuing eyeballs. Oh no, must be the season.